Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. I can't wait to have an actual studio. I know, we've been slotting our way around London. We've now just snuck into the Shoreditch House, like, photo studio, which is... Don't tell them. (laughs) No, we didn't. We're not in here. (laughs) If anyone knows what we're talking about, please don't dob us in. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's meant to be used for a studio, but most people just use it when they're drunk and taking photos of mm. themselves. And they've got like a no phones policy here. So True, and we've got phones set up. We've got we? phones, we're recording. Yeah, so hopefully. <laughs> also, the lights only last for 15 minutes. So we've got 15, 14 minutes now, So, Is it? It feels like less than that. It just turns yeah. off and it's, we're in the dark again. Quite fun. It's yeah, like a nightclub. Especially like, with all the lights from the podcast mixer. Yeah. It's like dating in the dark. A friend of mine's doing that this week, like taking this guy she's seeing to a full pitch black dinner. <gasps> I've done that. Have you? Not with a date. I did it with my sister. What was it like? It was hilarious. Because you, you're trying to fill up your glass of water and you can't see the glass. <laughs> and you have to put your fingers in everyone's glass to know when it gets to the top. Honestly, it was... And then you're like jazzing them by like playing footsies under the table and everyone's like whose foot and I was like not mine you know? <laughs> so, and then I was like I'm topless and everyone's like are you and you're like because nobody can see it. and it's quite interesting eating without seeing your food I think it's your senses more. and like yeah you definitely have to be like I'm like am I eating lamb or pork or yeah quite, I yeah. went to a meditation you know one of those ones I where you don't talk for 10 days so a lot of people on those retreats or you know meditation you know they're called vipassanas and you're not meant to look at each other etc it's all quite strict and lots of people put blindfolds on when they're eating so they're basically doing the same thing because you're focusing on your food you're trying to be really mindful you quite like your meditation retreats. Right? I haven't done one in a while. Did you go to a bit of a shocking one in Australia? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I fully forgot about that. We had a mutual friend of ours message me going, oh my gosh, I've got the best story for you, Vic, um, about Soph and when she was in Australia. And I was like, send it to me, send it to me. One of his friends had sent him and he goes, I've got a really funny story about the curve. Oh my God, wait, hold on. So one of my friends sent this to you. Yes, yeah, yeah, and was like, this is for the podcast. (laughs) And sometimes you're like, yeah, whatever, mate. You know, like, I'll decide that if it's podcast worthy. (laughs) But this, I was actually like, lol, I'm going to keep this up my sleeve. So anyway, his friend. Oh my God, I'm quite nervous. Sent him this message and it was like, I've got a funny story, read the curve. Years ago, we had gone to the Blue Mountains to do a short hike. A mate of ours that was with us was a good mate of Sophie Hallwright's. So we get out there and this mate gets this frantic call from Sophie, who was attending a silent yoga retreat in the Blue Mountains, which is in Australia. We had to go and pick her up because she'd become convinced she was going to be abducted into some weird cult. (laughs) I can just imagine this phone call. You being like, oh my God, I know Sally's in the Blue Mountains. I'm going to give her a call and help her get me out of here. I can't for the life of me remember who that was. Anyway, he goes, so that's my connection to the curve. I spent a day hiking with Sophie in the Blue Mountains after we rescued her from a cult. What? I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me. It's like, it's. But also that you had friends in the Blue Mountains. Who has friends that are nearby? So, what happened was, I was in desperate need of some, you know, Sophie time. Yes. Yeah. And I found, I think I looked online or I saw a flyer somewhere. It was really not like. You know, it wasn't like you someone, didn't do your research. No, yeah. not at all. Yep. And I've ended up in pickles not doing my research before, but this was bad. So I turned up to this, what I thought was a retreat, and everyone was wearing white. I just, I was like, and they were walking <laughs> really slowly, gliding. And I, I remember going into the 
meditation room and they just had this big eye in the center of the room and no one was talking and I was like Ill, I'm gonna die this is fucking scary yeah it was so scary and I was trying to have an open mind I was like wandering around like looking at who was there and I was like nah. you know you just instantly get a, a feeling of like oh like, like, yeah, 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 yeah got to leave like yeah. panic mode activated I can always trust your gut in those senses yeah, yeah. quite funny though so some updated news on Birkenstock oh yeah yeah so so we spoke about this company, so this IPO'd, which means it is now available on the stock market for you and me to buy shares, anyone in the public, which is awesome. Because mm, this is a super old company, isn't it? It's yeah. like hundreds of years old. And it's a super well-known company. You know, gosh, everyone knows about Birkenstocks. Yeah. I've actually got on my hinge um, green flags, Birkenstocks and socks. Yeah, nice. And quite a few guys like it. Yeah. And then it's always people who style them into. Yeah, and then it's a conversation starter. And I'm like, hot, show me your books. So Birkenstock IPO. So it IPO'd last week. Uh, so Why didn't you tell me? I wanted to, I wanted to put shares in well, it. Just I mean, wait. buy it. What? Sorry. Just you wait. I'm like, where's your gal when, she, when you need it? Well, your gal might be helping you out even more okay. if you just let me. Sorry. Yeah. So it's actually fallen. Oh. Yeah. So, I still have faith in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a great time for me to get it's, in. It's fallen 12% on its debut. So, shit. Yeah. Why? So, Does, is there any indication? Yeah, we, we kind of spoke about this, but it's really good to know the kind of process that IPOs go through. So, when a company is selling its shares and it is IPOing, so it's selling its shares for the first time to the public, it gets super expensive advisors to figure out the value of the business, come up with a figure, and essentially that rewards early investors that have gotten when the company's private, so might be venture capital, private equity, or you know, family and friends, you know, those first-time investors, uh, and they can sell their shares at IPO to new investors. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what sometimes happens is those investors or the company gets quite greedy, and so they want a really high valuation. And so when you have a high valuation, that means that new investors are like, oh, it's probably a bit expensive or it's a bit too much. Uh, so they don't buy it. Whereas if you're like, look, we're going to be a little, little less greedy and the hope to create a bit more demand once the company's public. So I think what's happened is people have gone, you know what, there hasn't been a lot of IPOs around. A lot of companies haven't IPO'd in the last couple of years. It's been pretty dry out there. Uh, and so these companies are coming to market for the first time and the company's being a bit greedy. So Are they or are they just rating themselves highly? Yeah, but then if there's, but that's why share prices fall when they IPO is because there's not enough demand because they've they've asked too much in the beginning, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to think what's a good analogy for this. Yeah, because I don't, I'm sort of like, isn't this an example where it's like, rate yourself, like the other day. Yeah, but you, but your value as a company is only worth what someone's going to pay. So if people aren't going to pay for that when it's actually public, then you've got an issue where it's almost like leaving a little bit, it's like leaving a little bit to the imagination. You know? Why are you rolling around like you get a feeling like sexual energy riding up your pants? You know, it's like not letting it all out on the first date okay. because you want demand for the next few dates. So you want so to be like mysterious, in- intriguing. You're like, you know what? I've got a little bit left to show you. Yeah. it's. I remember a, a mutual friend of ours when he first met me. I was doing yoga in your living room. Oh, yeah. And put incense on and was just like being all like, you know. Sexual? No, not sexual. Oh, just like, like a, a bit of, yeah, bit of yeah. a hippie, like doing yeah, my thing. Yeah. And he was like, I thought you were quite mysterious. And then I heard you talk for the first time. And I was like, well, she's anything but mysterious. <laughs> Like, but yeah, that's kind of what a company's when it when it IPOs. You want to leave a little bit of 
mystery on the table so that investors buy in so there's still a bit left to discover, mm, I that's guess. Quite, that'd be so hard to yeah, then it's cost hard yourself. To, totally, and it's hard to find that. Happy medium. Yeah, happy medium. Well, also with everything else going on in the world and how that's affecting the stock market. So with an example of when Allbirds IPO'd and that went up 100%, mm, yeah. is that because they priced it really low? That's the thing. That, that was probably too low because, I mean, that went up over 100% on day one. Yeah, you that's know, And why. that's like, okay, well, that's a bit stupid. You should have priced it a little bit higher, but now it's come completely back down. So yeah, who knows? But I think it's a really good lesson that just like you said before, you're like, why didn't you tell me? You know, it's like there's always opportunities that are going to come up again, Mm. nearly always, that give you an opportunity to buy IPOs. I also just feel like IPOs maybe is not my, like to think that Birkenstock, I would have gone into that and thought, yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to buy this. I think it's going to do really well. And the fact that it's already down twelve percent, I'm like, oh, yeah. God. But also, that's that's in a couple of days. I know. You know. Like, I know. I know. If and you I, believe in the long term story, then that's kind of irrelevant. I but I think that's good because it means I could now buy it for twelve percent cheaper. Less yeah, exactly. Than what I IPO. Yeah. Hmm. But who knows? You could wait tomorrow and get it for an even cheaper. I'm not in I the mean. mood for this energy today. Sorry. Just so you know. No, I'm saying like I you know, could. but the ambiguous like you never know. Uh, it could be like, up or down. You're like, like just give me a solid nah, answer. I'm fucking off it. <laughs> um, but another one that has done well is Clavio. Oh my god! I yeah. saw. I went to a TikTok event the other day. Is this related? Uh, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So TikTok. Had, I mean, Clavio had set up a little stand in the corner, oh. and I was quite shocked when I turned up. So I saw Clavio, and I got really excited, and I yelled, "We use Clavio!" And <laughs> the guy came up to me and was like, "Cool. What, who are you with?" And I was like, "I'm so sorry. That was weird. I'll come chat to you later." Who are you with? <laughs> like, as in, who's your company? Oh, okay. I was anyway. like, that's a weird thing to ask. Um, Clavio has done really, really well. Well, not really well, but considering we've, there's been a pretty bad track record of IPOs lately, mm. like a lot of them are down. The fact that Clavio is up, so it listed at thirty. Sorry, it listed at thirty dollars, and it's now at thirty three. So it's man- managed to kind of hold that price ish, which is really, really good. I think it's good to differentiate. Why did Birkenstock not do well, mm. and why did Clavio do well? And there's kind of two things I look for in an IPO, which is what's the reason they're going public or they're go- they're going to IPO. And are the founders selling or staying? Yeah. yeah. That's, okay, cool. I love that. That's so good, Vic. So I'm being I serious. Don't, I don't. No, no, because no, I think sometimes you're like, you never know. And I'm yeah. like, that, those are two very tangible yes, things that yeah. we can all figure out yes. ourselves. So Birkenstock, so they raised about $1.4 billion. That wasn't the value of the business, but it was the amount of money that they got from the IPO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the majority of that went to existing shareholders. So people were selling to new investors on the stock market. So it's like you and me selling our shares, you know, the curve's going going public for the first time, it's IPOing. Let's let's sell our shares uh, to new investors that are coming on board. Why? Well, that's the thing. It's because we've been shareholders for so long, we want to take a bit of money off the table, that kind of thing. So they were a private company. Did they... And some of their private investors okay. wanted to sell to new public investors. So they were like, we'll sell at IPO. And then there was also, they, I guess, what you call raised new money, so created new shares. Mm. But that money was used to pay down loans. So the bank had a, a, sorry, the Birkenstock had a lot of debt. So I guess. Oh, so that's, and okay, I think I've got a thought on this. Yeah. That's not creating new business or innovation or some kind of exciting new product. That's just getting rid of debt, which is not really... And paying uh, paying old investors. Yeah, it's like, I've got heaps of parking fines and I'll just take some money so I can pay that off. It's not that exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like going and asking someone to pay off to make you in a better financial position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas... I guess the flip side is Clavio, the majority of the 600 million that they 
raised or they they got at IPO mm. was what we call growth equity. So it's so it's money to grow the business. Cool. But I guess the th- the takeaway from this is Birkenstock raised money to pay back existing shareholders and pay off loans. Mm-hmm. Clavio did the opposite. It raised money to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, we've got all these grand plans. Can we please have money from new investors? And the investors are like, shit, yeah, I want to get on board with those grand plans. I don't want to just get on board to pay back your debt that you've accumulated. It's so, quite weird yeah. that because Birkenstock's such an old mm. company, and not old as in gross and crusty, but it's been around yeah. forever. The fact that they IPO'd, I mean, they've been around, what, 150 years. The only time they decide to IPO is to pay off debt. Like, yeah. it's, it almost feels a bit weird. Well, some some... The majority of it was to pay down existing shareholders, so they obviously... But this comes to my next point. Are the founders selling or staying? Ooh, what are they doing? And with Birkenstock, it's not founder-led anymore. It's private equity. So this is existing investors, and they wanted to sell and exit you know, some of their shareholding. So they're still, they still own a lot, but it's not run by a founder, and it was existing shareholders selling. I mean, founders are going to be 150. I know, exactly. So you kind of, yeah. <laughs> Do you want that kind of founder in there? Probably not. But anyway, and then whereas the founder of Clavio, yes, he sold some, but it was, he still owns 40%. He's still in the business. So it's kind of something to think about is that if you are thinking of investing in IPOs, you know, what are they going public for? And are the founders selling or staying? So just two things to remember. It's really good to see a contrasting example. You know, one that's done really good, one that's done really bad. And I'm not saying that's the primary reason why they've done good and bad, but it's... Yeah, it's definitely probably one of the main reasons. Definitely, probably. Definitely, probably, maybe, surely, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Anyway, in other news, I saw a very interesting article on CNN, which actually was quite depressing, but it said that women spend $15 billion more on out-of-pocket healthcare expenses than men. Out-of-pocket. Which means if you've got insurance, it only covers so much, and Mm -hmm. then you've got to pay more. And so it's showing that, yeah, insurance isn't really covering enough for women-specific issues which is quite Ugh, annoying. God. Yeah. There might be some cancers that affect women, for example, breast cancer, more than that affect men. It's just interesting to know that that's, that's a huge amount of money that women are paying in America to cover these health-related expenses. And it's 18% more than men. So we pay out 18% more on average than men. I hate this conversation. I know, sorry. I don't want to talk about it. I know, you always tell me to bring up lifting stuff and I... No, yeah. I think it's good to know what's going yeah. on, but I just like, I have nothing to say about that because yeah. other than the fact that that needs to change within healthcare systems... But I think and- it's really good to ask your insurance company or make sure, you know, what do they cover mm. um, and yeah, just make sure that they cover the necessary things that you might... I mean, it's so hard to know. But that's what happen. I mean. Yeah. And I find with the insurance policies, you know, sometimes have, there's so many pages to so read. So many pages. And it's not until you're actually diagnosed or you've got a condition or something or you need surgery. That's when they're like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It kind but, of annoys me things. I mean, I don't know if endometriosis and IVF and giving birth and like all of the things that are so inherently related to mm. women's bodies are just maybe less, co- like covered less in yeah. general. But yeah. That's really sad. And that doesn't even cover maternity issues like childbirth and all those flow-on effects and everything. So we just want to make sure, almost call out insurance companies as well and be like, you should be covering equal conditions for men and women and and covering more women-specific issues. And I think it's just a really good reminder to check in with your insurance Mm -hmm. and make sure, okay, does it cover breast cancer and everything related to that? Does it cover uh, any maternity issues? Does it cover, you know, like just... It's so annoying how much admin you have to do. Yeah. 
But I think once a year, if you could sit down and review your insurance, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like would be so much more beneficial than waking up in a hospital bed. And Don't. Being like, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm feeling a bit sorry. sensitive today, and okay. I think we need to move on from this conversation. Okay. I might get upset. This one's quite fun. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm <laughs> you're trying to bring. Now. I will like. I love it when I well, not I discover, but when I hear of a new investing trend, mm. I'm like, this is fun. Can Let's I get on board this bandwagon. Can I guess it? You're going to be like, oh. Okay, but like give me some tips or like some clues. I want to okay. guess it. It's having huge impacts. Excuse the pun. Impacts. Huge. Huge impacts. Which is the key word here? Impact huge. or huge? Huge. Obese. Obese impacts. Massive. Massive. So this is an investing trend. Yeah. We're investing in. It's going to have lots of weight on the stock market. So something to do with weight and being overweight. An investing trend for helping obesity. Yeah. Is it? More clues. I want to guess it. Fat-burning products. Yeah. Fat-burning products. What? That that that, that yeah. grill yeah. that you put food in and no. the food, the, oh, the oil gone. drips nah, out. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, she's <laughs> lost. <laughs> she was nearly there. Um, Everyone's probably like screaming into the headphones right now. One more clue. We were talking about it before. Diet pills. Close? Yes. Not a pill. Um, not a pill. Um, drinks. Weight loss drinks. No, not a pill. Back, back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Weight loss. We're going to run out of time. Not Maybe. eating. Operations. No. Pill. Go back to pill. <laughs> but just say injection. <laughs> injection. Yes. <laughs> injections. No. Yep. Weight loss injections. Yes. Oh, this. Really? I know. Yeah, I knew I'd get that reaction. No, but like as in, is it, is it now a proven testing thing? Testing? Well, yeah. It's, so so they've gone crazy. Ozempic? Remember we oh, spoke yes, about, yes, yes yeah, yeah, Ozempic yeah. and Wigovi. I don't know how you say that, but I hope that's how you say it. Anyway, the company that produces them, Novo Nordisk, which we spoke about, the Denmark company, it's now f- worth $400 billion. It's pretty much Europe's biggest company, bigger than the size of Denmark where it operates. But it's, there's, there's like a diet pill that was for diabetes that people have started injection, taking. Injection. Injection. Oh, so Ozempic and Wigovi are the oh, two drugs. Yeah, okay. Um, and there, it's an injection that you can take. Oh, which, sorry. I totally assumed when we first talked sorry. about it that it was a pill. Yeah, sorry. No, it's an injection that you can take, which stifles appetite yes sorry yeah yeah so stifles appetite so this is why it's having huge impacts yeah no i get the joke (laughs) you don't need to repeat it (laughs) got it anyway it's like changing lives globally like in terms of they've run out of stock you know heaps of people are taking it but there's a huge stock market impact actually and i think this could be just the beginning like the the kind of flow on effects have been quite wild and there's now competitors that are bringing out similar products so i think this is going to be quite a big thing, these kind of weight loss injections. So anyway, over the last week, there's been a really good test that's come out and it's shown that it's really effective for kidney failure, these weight loss drugs. So that's like been a huge positive. And then it sent the shares of kind of kidney dialysis companies like fell off a cliff because you're not going to need them. You're anymore. not going to need dialysis if you don't have kidney failure. And then it's kind of been looking into, I'm like, well, what other sectors, industries, companies are going to benefit negatively or positively? And, you know, I guess obesity is one of the biggest epidemics in the world. Uh, If this can make people healthier and live longer, just like imagine what that could do if you've got I guess more people in the population that are healthier living You've just longer. got to pop a couple of needles up your bum. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if it's up your bum. I bet it is. Come on, is. lie down, Sophie. Yeah, lie down. Shove it in. 
Anyway, I think this could be wild, uh, the kind of reverberations, I guess, this is going to happen. But is this going to be one of those things where it's like, don't smoke anymore, but why don't you vape? Or you know, Maybe, maybe, I, who knows? I mean, like, what would be, surely there's downsides or side effects of an totally. injection that makes you lose like, weight. And it kind of is a bit like... It's a bit too good to be true. Yeah. I think that the, the positives, though, of having a healthier population, because we aren't suffering from all these health problems of being obese, I think is probably a really good thing. Uh, but anyway, it's really hurting junk food, the junk food industry at the moment. Usually overweight or unhealthy people have got quite a bad appetite. You know, they're eating a lot of snacks and... Uh, it's a downwards bar. Yeah, and junk food. Yeah, all exactly. So, so companies like Pepsi, you know, they've, they've been hurt. Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers is a public company. You, you don't need to go to Weight Watchers Goodbye, anymore. Weight Watchers. Yeah, yeah. So um, the companies that uh, providing all the health companies are doing well, right? Well, all the companies, the companies that do like syringes and the injections, they're doing really well. Uh, so the other thing is clothing companies. Imagine, so if you're taking this drug and then you're just like shedding the pounds, mm. you're going to have to refresh your wardrobe. So you're going to see this boom in clothing sales. I mean, I'm getting a bit fast. I, I, honestly, but, the stock market's ridiculous. And eh? then the other one, the other one that I read about was um, airline companies doing really well because you've got You've got less weight of people on the planes. What? Are you kidding? So they use less. They use less petrol and because and there's less weight. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, That's I know. A joke. So less. They'll, they'll be flying. They'll have fuel savings because they'll be flying lighter planes. Oh my god! Soon they're going to be you like. Could, there's new chairs coming out that hold really light humans. You but know? if you think of this, like this is a really good example of like, okay, is this a small train that's going to boom and be a big trend, and we are going to start seeing these things? Or is this like getting you getting a bit out of hand and it's a bit far fetched in terms I'd of the I'd say the latter. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, it is quite funny. I think the whole immediate impacts, like the junk food industry, the Weight Watchers, I think that's a bit more feasible. I think the airlines, I'm like, okay. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, but I mean, if you think of it on a big scale, you've got a population that is now, I don't know, lighter. 10, 20, 30 kgs lighter. Maybe they'll let us take more baggage on. Yeah, which would be amazing. <laughs> so would love it. Always gets pinged. I'm always like, please be 20, please be 20, please. Fuck, it's not 20. I always try and like cover the cover the thing. And I'm like, oh. And they're like, is this your only bag? I'm like, yep, just yep, don't look like, under the counter. <laughs> what about, I just try and be really friendly so that they, they're so distracted they're not thinking about baggage. I'm like, how are you? How's your kids? Do you have any dogs and cats? You know, so they're like, she's so lovely. I, I won't even think of uh, I remember we were at the airport and we're heading back from, was it Italy or something? And I checked in and then I we had a meeting straight after we checked in. Is I this we? Went and sat down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know and then I was sitting there waiting and I was on the meeting and I was like, Oh, why is Sophie not at the meeting? And they still see her checking in. And then I kind of 10, 15 minutes still into the meeting. I was like, gosh, she hasn't really dialed in yet. Um, looked back, she's still at the check-in. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I see her repacking and I was like, oh, dear God. And then I, see, I said to her on the call, I was like, oh, Sophie's just a bit preoccupied. And I could see you out of my corner of my eye just like tearing everything out of your suitcase. And like, and then you came back and you were carrying so much shit. And I was like, oh, she's obviously been overweight and then had to like stuff everything on her <laughs> carry-on luggage. And it was so funny, just like carrying all this stuff over, like super flustered and so, frustrated. So heavy and like annoying. I know, it's it's honestly just, it's a real toxic trait of mine yeah. is not being able to pack my baggage to the correct size. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I almost have like baggage creep, like, you know, lifestyle creep. If you yeah. get paid more and you just spend more, it's like, if I've got a 30 kg bag, it'll be 35. Yeah. If I've got a 20, it'll be 25. Yeah. Like, I cannot get it oh, right. Oh, But back yeah. to the injection. Yes. Um, so, I mean, this could be a 
fad. You're right. It could be overblown and we all go back to normal and people forget about it and there's only a small percentage of the population that's a little bit more healthy or have less weight on them. But it could be, I guess, the next boom kind of an AI and, yeah, and investors should be kind of looking at, you know, what is the next impact from this weight loss drug? I don't know. Um, I've loved this episode. Have you? Great. Yeah, I've really loved it. I'm not yeah. sure it's because I had like a, a coffee banana smoothie before and I was just, I'm feeling good. But yeah, I also loved our email this week. If you do not mm. get our newsletter, highly recommend. If you would like to find out more about our property course, the Home Buyer's Handbook, then you can find out all the details in our show notes. And on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Curve Weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the money, biz and stock market news. And if you like what you heard, we would love a review. Thank you. Yes, we would love a review. But if you did hate it, please don't leave one if you hate it. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, could you please leave a review? Because it really helps other people find our cute little podcast. And we hope you have a good week and see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) See you next Tuesday. I mean Monday.